This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. At the United States Postal Service, we deliver fast and affordably for small biz, big box, large scale, wholesale, retail, B2B, B2C, ASAP. USPS, delivering for America. Learn more at usps.com delivering. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. Welcome to College Talk Full-Time. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Max Cohen. This is our initial reaction to Fulham's 2-0 loss to Liverpool. This was a very interesting match, and I look forward to talking about Max's first reaction to what we just watched. So let's get right into it. Max, there are some controversial moments in this, but before we get into that, I want to talk about the performance by Fulham Football Club. I tweeted out before the match that I wanted to see a reaction. Max, I think we saw a reaction, so let's start there. Your thoughts there, and then we'll go into the controversial moments. Um, I'm with you 100%. No one gave this team a fighting chance away at Anfield. A team... And they fought, by the way. A team who hadn't lost, an unbeaten team, one of the best teams in the Premier League behind Manchester City. No one gave us a chance. And that first half, Russ, we were the better side. Yeah, I think so. Listen, they had possession, sure, but we know what it's like to have possession and not create very much, and that's what they did. We harassed them. We didn't give them a minute space. There was a defensive solidity in this team that I haven't seen in ages. I was surprised it's the same Fulham team that played against Huddersfield Town on Monday night. But not the same team said, at all. Didn't look like the same team. He had the lads fully up for this. He made the right changes. He dropped players who did not deserve to be anywhere near the starting lineup, and he put in players who fought. And we fought in that first half. And we should have scored two or three goals. Let's go. <laughs> Sessegnon through, point. should score. I love Sessegnon, should score. Mitrovic, we're going to talk about that later. That's a goal. I don't care what you want to say about that. There's no debate. <laughs> and Mitrovic, again, people forget, 
even after this is what I this is what I mean about the psychological strength of that team. Yeah. Even after the whole 13 second disaster when they score and we should have scored, we go up another end and Mitrovic has a great opportunity that he just scuffs and Allison says, but that was in the 42nd minute. This is when we've already conceded. That team put in the best performance I've seen them all season. I'm going to say that's better than the Berlin match. Just considering the stakes, where we were, the situation, that first half performance, excellent. And that's what I'm going to take away from this. Of Me course, too. I'm frustrated. But listen, as I said on my tweet right after the match, if we play like that against Southampton at home in two weeks' time, we will win. But we have to conjure up that same performance because we have not done it consistently over this season. I'll take it one step further. If they show that type of effort and performance, they're going to win matches to keep them in this league. I know people don't want to hear that because they probably already have us down or they think that we're going to be very close to being down. And I understand that where we are right now. And I've conceded that right now we're in a relegation battle. So I'm there with everyone. But if they play like this and especially at home, be able to execute a more offensive game plan, they're going to be fine. And I think part of the issue that we've seen, Max, is the lack of effort. And we saw that Monday night. We did not see that. We saw full effort, players fighting for themselves, again, making it very difficult on Liverpool. And the funny part about this, this isn't a match where I thought Liverpool, watching it, deserved it to be 5 or 6-0. I think this is a match that, honestly, Fulham probably deserve a point from. I'm going to say it right now, Max, and we're going to go to the reasons why. Fulham deserve a point from this. Yeah, I, I, I think that's, that's bold, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say yes. I think we do deserve a point. Listen, if the Liverpool controversial moments go Liverpool our way, that. if the controversial moments go Fulham's way, might have a chance at a point. I'm with you. I think I know we're going to get to the goal and that whole situation later, but they did not dominate us the way a lot of people thought, no. the way I suddenly thought, and I'd probably say the way you thought. I think Liverpool are an amazing team, and they have the best attacking players, I, I'd wager, in the division, in Mo Salah, Firmino, Mane, Shakiri. That front four is frightening, and we held them in check for the majority of this match. We did not give them space. We did not let them expose their defenders. And let's just look at who we were playing, okay? No. Cyrus Christie which we've talked about a lot in past weeks. He's not a Premier League defender. Nope. Excellent today. Give a lot of credit. He was superb. Good. He switched off for the Shakiri goal. Fair, but if that's a one mistake in 90 minutes away at Anfield, that's okay. Dennis Adoy, I thought he was superb. Yep. And Mawson, finally. We've been waiting for him. Why hasn't he been in the starting lineup? That's a great question for Salisa to answer. I'd love to know because today he looked really good. And Chambers, Callum Chambers, a player who I think a lot of us, a lot of Fulham fans would say has been one of the worst signings we've had. Awesome. Plays an unbelievable shift in center midfield. Who saw that coming? I mean, that's a Salisa masterstroke. You know, I, I've, I've said a lot about Salisa in the past week. I'm a lot of credit for that. Playing Callum Chambers in center midfield away at Liverpool. And I thought he was superb all match long. He, was, he looked like the best mid, center, defensive midfielder we've seen all season for Fulham. Certainly better than McDonald, Johansson, and Nguisa, I'd say. Yeah, listen, this is a, a very solid performance by many players. And uh, I want to single out one player, Max, because I think Fulham have their goalkeeper now. Sergio Rico was excellent. Now, some might think that these are saves you're supposed to make, but he made them. And I thought he was very good. Your thoughts on Sergio Rico? Yeah, you know me. I, I'm the biggest Bedinelli fan. I know you are. And, I, and, I, and I'm in agreement with you. For me, 
I love seeing players play well for Fulham. And of course, I want Benelli out there, but there's no doubt about it. Sergio Rico is a top-class keeper, and he deserves to be the We're number one spot. He made a number of – I mean, the save on Mane, when that was clearly airing to the top corner, that's a great yep. one-handed save. He, he stood up really strong and Salah early on in the match. And due in a large part to Rico, that match stayed nil-nil. That's right. As long as it did. And we know if we can see the goal in that first 10 to 50 minute spell, which could have easily happened, that's game over. And it really easily could have been three or four or five. Luckily, right. he kept us in it. And I think we're seeing now why he's, he's been so successful, you know, with Sevilla and in, in, in Europe, honestly, he's a very good keeper and we're lucky to have him. We are, Max. And it's funny, while you're talking about this, I'm thinking about the differences between when Fulham got relegated to this team. And you look at the team right now, and uh, I, I heard them on the broadcast, Kyle Martino, NBC Sports, says this feels like the team that got relegated. Hey, Kyle, I completely disagree with you. And one of the reasons I disagree with you is the goalkeeper we had then and the goalkeeper we have now. Now, this is high praise, and I'm not putting him in this category at this point. But the way that Rico was making saves, it reminded me of all those games that Mark Schwartzer would make key saves and keep us in games. That's what Rico did today, Max. Certainly, and I, I like that uh, Mark Schwartzer comparison because I yeah. saw somewhere on Twitter that it was the um, five-year anniversary of that match against Arsenal, which I was there for, the 3-3 draw at the Emirates. Oh, that was fantastic. That, yeah, that, that yeah. last-minute penalty save on Mikel I remember Arteta. that. And that was heroic. I don't think Rico's quite, quite in that league just yet, but if he produces more saves like this. I was trying um, to clarify. I'm not that, putting him in that yeah. league. I'm just talking about what he did. What yeah, he no, no. Did. I, yeah, I, I totally understand what you're saying. Um, and, and I think we can see some really superb stuff from him. And we have to remember, um, he is only on loan. So unless, yep. uh, unless we buy him in the summer, he's going to go back. But hopefully he can make the most out of his year at Fulham. Totally agree. All right, Max, before we get to the controversial 13 seconds, which we have to talk about, I want to talk about Ryan Sessegnon. Ryan Sessegnon had a wonderful opportunity to score in the 24th minute. I hate to bring this up, but it reminds me of the opportunity he had against Everton, Max. (laughs) (laughs) hate to go there. But if he scores there, Fulham, uh, again, against the run of play, Fulham go up 1-0. So Ryan Sessegnon, as he gets on in his career, I believe these opportunities against Everton and then today against Liverpool become goals. But these are wonderful opportunities that he puts himself in. Yeah, he, he just, for some reason, whenever he goes to Merseyside, <laughs> leaves the finishing boots behind, it seems. <laughs> but I think we have to take this for what it is and say that no other player on that Fulham team could ever be in those situations. He's creating those for himself. He is. His pay, I thought he was excellent that first half. His pace. Oh, he was. I'm not, I'm not putting him uh, down, Max. No, I, I know exactly what you're saying. And he should score. And there's no doubt about that. He threw on goal. Oh, he had so much time and, and could see what he was doing trying to pick out that far corner. You could see exactly what he was doing. And it was an, he hit it well. He just pulled it. It's, it's, it. But it's an unforgiving league, and you have to score those. But, you know, no other player on that Fulham team would have even been in that situation. So you have to look at it both ways. And he's only 18 years old. You have to keep saying it because he's so young. Yep. And, and his finishing, for me, is so instinctive. So it's almost when he gets in those situations when it's time to think about it, which I think you could say that the Everton and the Liverpool chance – both they missed when he's one one with the keeper. Maybe he even had too much time. I don't want to speculate, but I think we can see easily in six months or maybe even a week those changes go in, and it just didn't fall for him. Um, but I, I was pleased with him today. Yep. But it, you're right; he needs to work on his finishing in those situations. We know how good he can be. Yep, he's a lethal finisher, and when it goes wrong, 
it goes wrong. Okay, very good, my friend. Let's not waste any more time on this initial reaction. We'll break down all the key moments because there are many of them, but we have to go to the biggest one. And it happened in the 41st minute, and there's a lot going on, like you mentioned, these 13 seconds. You have Mitro being called offside as he heads it in the back of the net. Let's start with this. I actually tweeted out and asked the fans, you be the judge. I tweeted out a picture. I've watched this back so many times at halftime. I was just watching it, and I've heard the commentary. You heard the commentary for Kyle Martino from NBC Sports, who said that they got the call right. Did he get the call right? Did the linesman get the call right, Max? I don't think he did. No, it's a disgrace. And the linesman should, should be embarrassed, I'll be honest with you, but it's not his fault. It's the league's fault for not implementing video assistant uh, referee. If you don't have VAR, you're going to get calls wrong. And this was a disgrace. Listen, when, when I first saw it, I think everyone thought it was onside, and we thought it was not even close. Looking back, I think it's become clear that it was very close. It was close. But it doesn't matter how close it is. The replay show... Andrew Robertson's trailing foot yeah. keeps Mitrovic onside. It keeps him onside, and no one can debate about that. You can't, you can't debate the picture, which has been tweeted out by many people, which shows Mitrovic behind that line. And when it's that close, listen, I've seen the referee give the benefit of the doubt to the attacking player in so many instances, right? Normally when it's that close, you let it on. And he was onside, but even if he was fractionally off, the referee should let that go because you have to give the benefit to the attacking player. Let me ask you this, Max. This is not a big team, little team thing. Is this a home call by the linesman there? Uh, it's a bad call. I, I don't okay. care if it's a big team. It's a bad call. And then we're going to talk about what happened afterwards. Yes, yeah, so let's, let's talk about that. Well, go ahead. The ball's moving. It should not have been taken. I mean, that, these are just facts we were saying. The goal should have never stood because the ball was moving when Allison takes that free kick. Second Kyle Martino mentioned that too yeah, after the match. Yeah, yep. Thanks, Kyle. Good, good, good for Kyle for finally <laughs> realizing. Okay, I'm glad he finally looked at the replay. Um, and then, but Russ, it's a mystery for me. I've not seen it. You've not seen it. I don't think anyone else in this world has seen a replay of Salah. We don't know. We have 25 cameras at a Premier League match. I know. It's not one of the best stadiums in the, in the world, and we can't see a replay decision of whether Salah was onside or offside. I know. We just don't know, and I think he was we, off, but we have no we idea. We don't know. We don't know. know, And again, Max, this is going back to my argument. Listen, you might think I'm wrong for saying, hey, Fulham would have gotten a point. I know that's very bold to say that, but I'm looking at it this way. And this is my thinking and and, uh, my initial reaction, because if this call goes their way, Mitrovic scores. Yes, of course, they're going to come at Fulham even more. But here's the thing. Fulham were extremely compact and were creating opportunities. And there's a possibility, like you said, even a few minutes later, you have Mitrovic having an opportunity. So who's to say that Fulham do not get a point out of this? Obviously, they score the goal in the second half from Shakiri, And we'll go into more detail about the second goal on, on the uh, Cottage Talk post-match show. But I think Fulham deserved the goal there. It did not go their way. The call did not go their way. It changes the match. Full credit to Liverpool because they kept pushing. They got that goal. You know, they, they do what you're supposed to do. You play until the whistle is blown. You keep going. So fine. But that's on, you know, again, that was a bad call again. You just mentioned why that's a bad call. And uh, Fulham turned off, and that's what happens. And they get the goal, and they go into the half up 1-0. And, 
Again, to Liverpool's credit, they were the better team in the second half. They get the second goal and put the match away. But I just keep going back to that decision. Fulham's confidence, Max. This is also part of my reasoning why I'm thinking if that goes their way, they get something out of it because they would be full of confidence at that point. Yes, exactly. And, and let's say, let's just use a sake of argument, use Kyle Martinez's argument that the goal is offside. But yep. that goal would clearly go to VAR. It would be reviewed. And that means there's no even possibility that Liverpool break on the counterattack. Correct. They didn't score. So let's say, regardless of what you think about Mitrovic being offside, the goal never would have stood if there was video assistant refereeing. And we just have to say, the most advanced league in the world, the league that brings in the biggest revenue and is watched by the most people worldwide, cannot institute VAR? Are you kidding me? It's, it's, it's a date. And we heard Charlie Austin say it yesterday. And if you haven't watched that, go and watch it because it's an impassioned plea for a player who knows he's been wrong. And I'm sure we're going to hear Mitrovic saying that, or even Fulham player Scotty Parker in the dressing room saying that exact same thing. It is an embarrassment for this league. And you can't call yourself the best league in the world if you're living in the dark ages. And we are without video assistant referee. Okay. And listen, that's a good point. And I hope VAR does come into play. And that was a topic during the match. And I understand why, because you're looking at these decisions that can change matches. Now, if they still call it offside and they look at it, yes, the goal would not count. But like you said, then Liverpool don't score. And that's why, you know, again, it's such a very interesting, controversial moment in this match. But Max, to wrap this up, because this is just initial reaction, it's funny because I'm seeing comments come that I'm not seeing where this came from, but I believe Mark Schwartzer has already been talking about the fact that uh, it's time for a change. And I would highly disagree with that kind of talk right now after a 2-0 match when the players played for their coach and played for themselves and played well. So my last thought of my initial thoughts is that I'm proud of Fulham Football Club today, and if they can put in this effort, we will rebound the rest of the season. And people who think that I'm too much of a glass half full won't like that. Sorry. I wanted to see a performance today, Max. I got a performance. Completely agree. And I just want to say, as my quick final thoughts, I came on the show and said Slavia should be sacked after Huddersfield. I wrote about it on the boot room. And the reason I said that is because I did not think, after that terrible performance, Slavisa was the right man to conjure up a response from Fulham. And I'll go on here today and say I was wrong. And I'm amazingly surprised, but I'm happy I'm wrong because that performance today was night and day from what we saw Monday night. And I didn't think it could be done. But I was wrong, and I'm happy to be here and say, Slavisa, if you can keep up with that, whatever you did in, in, in the build for that match, whatever motivation you give, and bring that on to the international break to the Southampton home match, you're the right man. I just need to see more. Okay, very good. All right, we're going to wrap this up. We will have a complete post-match when we can go into this more detail. But I want to thank Max for doing this with me, but it is time to go. For my co-host Max Cohen, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you, as always, for listening to Cottage Talk. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer 
and start your summer adventures today. When traders tell us how to make Thinkorswim even better, we listen. They asked for a version they could access anywhere. No download necessary. We heard them. And when they asked to execute a preset trade strategy in seconds, we said absolutely. Feedback like this inspired us to build Thinkorswim Web, and it continues to push us. So our entire suite of platforms never stops getting better. Because platforms this innovative aren't just made for traders, they're made by them. Thinkorswim by TD Ameritrade. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.